Good evening and welcome to our first iHack Hangout. Um, just to introduce everyone, we have Burt Macklin. Hello. And, of course, legend Talos. That's me. All right, and I am Reclaimer, and let's get this going. So, first up, uh, I want to start with Borderlands 3. I've been thinking about this all fucking week, <laughs> and I've been waiting to talk about this. So, uh, it's a 2K Games uh, developed by Gearbox. We have no official release date set, but we can imagine it'll probably be end of this year, maybe the end of next year. So, no? What do you uh, think? They said, uh, Gearbox said they're not going to even start on it until the game they're working the on now. The is um, release. Mirror's Edge? No, that's Dice. It's. Um, oh, fuck yeah. What is it called? Battleborn. It's the new one. I saw some stuff um, in some forums saying that they're starting to get things ready. Now, were they saying after the release of Battleborn, or after a couple of months after that, they were going to start on? Because I think Battleborn's coming out in May. Yeah. Okay, so we can we we can imagine it sometime in the future. Yeah, May third uh, shows for Battleborn. Battleborn. So, there was there was talks that that it was. Excuse me. It was uh, they were starting to get things uh, like started because Battleborn's almost finished. Right. Well, they've already had a, a alpha test for it. Yeah, and I think that's some... that that that's where the form was talking about. There was that's where everything got kicked off. So, uh, we've obviously played all three. Um, we sunk a lot of hours into two. Like we almost yeah. all hit two hundred hours, and that's just like that was fucking awesome. So what? What do you guys? Uh, what are you guys most excited for? Legend, do you want to? Do you want to kick that off? Sure. Well, just judging from my past experiences with Borderlands, Borderlands One, I loved. It was fresh. Saw the game, the animation, the self shading, and stuff. It was all new, and so it was cool, but I played that game alone, so I really enjoyed it. But then when we went to 2, and we all played it together, that brought the new dynamic to where I loved playing 2, because it was... And we kept on a weekly schedule. I think that's what really made it cool. So, uh... Borderlands, Thursday night, or whatever. Um, But then, I don't know what happened with the pre-sequel. Like, I don't... Personally, I didn't enjoy it as much. It was still a fun game. It was Borderlands, but it just wasn't two. So I I was thinking about that today. Um, so maybe it's the way that you uh, relate with NPCs in the game. It just the NPC relationships didn't build up really well, in my opinion. You just kind of got introduced to friendly NPCs and non-friendly NPCs, and then you just go about doing missions for them. There was no leading up to it. For example, like with uh, Patricia Tannis in the other Borderlands games. You first get introduced to her through the echo recordings that you're trying to find for someone else. And so these are like little diary entries of hers. And you get them from when she first lands on Pandora, where she's normal and she's got her crew that she's working with. And then uh, you keep progressing through her story through these echo uh, recordings. 
and you kind of follow her down her own path of insanity and after a while you realize like yeah she's totally lost it but you meet the character in game and you guys are pursuing the you guys have similar um goals and goals yeah both of you are looking for the vault and you're a vault hunter that's basically the whole premise of why you're on pandora so it's cool to be introduced to a character like that but i found like in the pre-sequel you just kind of bump into old characters or new characters even and you go okay this person's friendly i'm gonna kill everyone in the world for you <laughs> and there's not really any difference between uh, uh, well other than abilities between the playable characters too like all of them i was thinking uh, they, they were all sarcastic and nonchalantly genocidal where that was basically <laughs> the one personality that they all share and i don't know i didn't uh, i'd love to see more variety in the characters especially if we're gonna play co-op or whatever i think that's really what's gonna bring the game back to life for me yeah i totally agree there was um not a lot of character development and and, and i like that you were kind of talking about shoehorning characters in there like um you guys remember the i think his name mr torque his dlc yeah. um they like sh- the way that they like stuffed him in uh like right at the beginning when you land on uh the moon and you you make your way to that little lady's uh putt can't remember her name but but you do this one mission where you're making a gun and you either like throw it into a pit or you bring it to him and it's just like so awkward and like so weird that he's like just coming out of nowhere and be like no i want that gun you need it for like freedom and shit it's like why yeah i agree yeah it did it definitely it definitely needed a lot more uh like like fleshing out like there was not not enough character development so that's a really good topic characters king favorite characters what uh what what were some of yours across across the board on any of the three games? Um, I liked Tiny Tina. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, the sheriff in the pre sequel, I liked her a lot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I heard little sayings that you know they all have these just they'd say some random line for some reason. Those were really funny to me. I don't know if other people could hear them. If you're playing that character, you hear them. I don't know if other people do, but she had a very deep-seated hatred for Claptrap. And she was very vocal about that. Um, the characters in one, I don't remember. I liked uh, the female character. What was her name? Lilith. Lilith. She was really good. I liked her a lot. She's a badass. Yeah, Claptrap was okay. And then he kind of gets annoying. He was better in the first one where he was. You weren't stuck with him all. He was just kind of in and yeah, out. Yeah, there was a, yeah. a lot of distance in that one. I like that. And there was the mystery surrounding him too, where at the very start of the game he's there as soon as you get off the bus, and then a few steps into the game you get this person in your face that's telling you hey follow the robot the robot's a good guy and he's gonna lead you down the path to the vault or whatever and so you're like oh shit this annoying little guy is actually important let's let's see where this brings us yeah and then you're forced to deal with him as a character i just don't feel like he should have been a playable character he didn't have i don't know he just wasn't a worthwhile playable character i don't think 
that and, and, and I felt he was way overpowered. I did a little bit of like playing just as his character, and he, his special, like although it's a random generated special, it's still freaking awesome. Like you can, you can wreck house with that thing. For for me, um, like I like I like some of the main characters, um, and and their little lines. I really like the lines um, in Borderlands Two. I think that for me really made the game is is not just the lines of like uh what do you work out or when you're <laughs> when you're reviving somebody but it's all the other lines that all the other like npcs have uh like the goliaths when you'd like shoot their heads off and all the little like inside quotes that they have there was such a great diverse cast of characters and they're these unique uh really like comical lines that were said in almost like a serious manner yeah, and they pop up at the most random times too. Like you wouldn't expect them, to, but they'd be really funny lines. Like if you switch seats with a partner in the car, the seat's sticky. Why is it sticky? I love yeah, that. Just these like these sm- small little moments that make it so much funnier than it needs to be. Because it's you know you're serious. You're out there. You're on Pandora. You're, you're wrecking house, and then and then you get some line like that, and it just it just takes that like serious situation and really <laughs> really uh really kind of t- takes you a step back like oh yeah we're just kind of playing a video game definitely definitely um so speaking of pandora actually uh legend what do you think um what do, what do you think they, they should do for the next world like should they go back should they go back to the moon should they go somewhere uh somewhere new you know that's a hard question but i think that they do need to explore the universe a lot more like when they beat handsome jack well i don't know i don't want to get too much into spoilers but at the end of at least two of the games um they hint to a lot of different worlds and so not just worlds a lot of different vaults and since you're a vault hunter i feel like they've got to go back to that rather than just hey, let's have a really good bad guy, which they won awards for, and this is really great. But the story's always been, to me, about hunting a vault. And even though the first game, the vault sucks, <laughs> and the game just ends after you enter it, um, I, I feel like I want to go explore and open new vaults. That's what it's about. So yeah, definitely new locations, even maybe skipping through different worlds rather than just playing on the same world the entire time. Yeah, I agree. The uh the 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 mention of other worlds it's like, yeah, like let's go somewhere else. We've been on Pandora way too long now. Sorry, can uh well, what were you going to say? You no, know, they they interact with that vault key and projects this huge map into the air. All these other vaults on these other worlds that and and that's the only time it's ever mentioned. You never hear it again and you never visit those places. Uh, just kind of left wondering. I always felt yeah, the vaults they, were a little disappointing. Like, kind of meh, you know. I'd like to see some mm-hmm. real in-game material in there. Not done slightly better than the one I'm already carrying. And you Wait. know what? That brings another point that I was thinking of: is you open the vault, and then the game ends, or whatever. You get shitty loot, whatever. But then you get to play the game again in badass mode or whatever they try to call it. But I feel like the vault should be 
you open it up and it's like a Pandora's box, right? Whole name of the the world or whatever. You open up it up and that's the consequence. You don't just get to choose to play the game again. You open up new areas and everyone's just crazy different and super powered. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'd like to see that. Yeah, and 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 as Bert was saying, with uh, with something inside the vault, like not just like, hey, we opened it, and you know, some like cutscene, like let's let's go do something in there. Let and 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 actually, he brings a really good point: a slightly better gun. Which you, you get, you do all that work, get to the vault, you get a slightly better gun, and then on your way out of the vault, or if you keep doing something, you'll find a better gun. That was just like, well, I just picked it off some enemy. Like, yeah. I, it's like well, well i'm really glad i opened that vault then like it'd be really nice to get something that like kind of like almost can't be topped you know like it was like 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 a unique item to that vault well i guess it's hard too because it's a first person shooter um the way that we're describing it right now it sounds like it would be worthwhile you know grinding the vault boss but then that's way more mmo style so I don't yeah, know how I, they do that successfully. Oh, I mean, that's their job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what would you think if they did it kind of like um, um, a massively multiplayer style with different worlds that you could visit um, and they could add a PvP element? You know, if you still have a four-man squad or, you know, three people in your group and you come across other groups that are maybe going after the same vault as you and you can choose to team up with them or maybe take them out and save it all for yourself. Yeah, Borderlands could definitely take a cue from like Division in that sense. That sounds like it could bring a really cool element to the game for sure. I think I would hate it at first, like just despise it, and then we'd play it and I'd be like, oh, this isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then you could maybe... Maybe put a lot of effort into... They should put a lot of effort into your character creation. And you can pick and choose certain elements of the the already set characters in canon. So, you know, certain elements of Lilith and maybe some of Zero's abilities and you build your own character. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, you know, I guess like Skyrim or Fallout where you set your stats and yeah, add a little bit more consequence to picking different trees, but have each tree unique to themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I just found out, I, I mean, you guys might already know this, <laughs> I'm a little bit behind, I guess, that League of Legends has like over 120 different characters. Yeah, got- well, they've got the characters, but then they've got the trees that you can build too with like runes or whatever. So your character build, you can have two people that play the same character, let's call it Ash or whatever. She's one of the mm-hmm. first ones you get. Uh, but one person can play her really defensively and the other run really offensively. So that's kind of how Borderlands could do it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is just have these like, you know, m- maybe not so many characters um, or maybe just pick like uh, we can we can pick bases like as, uh, as Bert was saying with uh, like Skyrim, like pick bases and then and then build our trees from there. Like everyone has the same tree and it's just about what you put your stats into. And then... Um, as legend you were saying uh, about more consequences kind of more like a fallout kind of style where like okay yeah you're going to do 5% more damage but you're also going to like be critically injured 5% more likely you know just like little trade offs like that yeah yeah 
Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be really cool. I'm really excited. I really, uh, I really enjoyed Borderlands too. And although the pre sequel wasn't as exciting, it was still kind of fun. It was Borderlands. Yeah, get what you expect out of a Borderlands game. Just it wasn't as new or as developed. That yeah, that, that's what I what I, what I can see. So. I mean, we're kind of all in agreement. We want to see some new stuff, like maybe a new world, if they go with like what they've done in the past, or if they go the direction of like uh, an MMO of new worlds. But what would you like to see uh, brought back? Like, like if they go to a new world, would you like to see characters brought back, uh, or would you like to see um, al- uh, different uh, enemies brought back, or you know everything completely new? Legend? Uh, well, regardless of the Borderlands games, I love the turret ability. You know, I, Roman's ability, it made it really fun playing as him in Borderlands 1 because even though I was playing alone, I could aggro the enemies to go in one place and then flank them from behind or whatever. It would help survivability a lot. And then playing with uh, Axton's turret, that was really cool because then you could customize it, you could have two at a time playing co-op was even cooler because then you could have basically six people on your team instead of four Uh, so i i guess some of the abilities especially the turret for me i love that i loved the phase walk in borderland one too so i'd love to see something like that i really like the phase walk because you actually gained speed so let's say you and someone were trying to race to a gun quickly (laughs) i can think of a few times <laughs> I know, right? And you just need that extra boost. You just hit that phase walk and you just blaze off. That's one thing I felt Lilith was missing. But um that there was one thing that Lilith had that was amazing was the ability to shoot across the map and heal teammates, which actually we kind of saw a little bit with Athena and her shield. And that's who I also really liked. I really liked Athena and um and Lilith. The their abilities to uh heal and help uh, teammates out was was fantastic. Um, so I'd really like to see something like that come around. Sorry, did you have something? No, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Bert, what I about you? To see a teleport, you know? Oh yeah, maybe just in the in the area, not across the map, but you know, you could aim like they kind of did in um, Dishonored. You could aim where you're going to teleport, and then teleport over there so you can get behind people you can't teleport you know all the way back to the fast travel but but within like i don't know like a a 50 meter radius i don't know how big the maps but yeah within like a, a good distance i'm sure they could they could figure that out but yeah that would be uh it don't fit really well in borderlands yeah Man, yeah. Just talking about this now, and now it's like, why are we not playing Borderlands? Well, because 2 is old now. It's stale, and the pre-sequel I just don't think is worth many, many hours of time. Especially (laughs) when there's better games. Siege. I was going to say, Rainbow (laughs) Six Siege is pretty fun. That is a good game. Um... Let's just touch on this. I got another game coming up here. Uh, King, I don't know if you... Or, uh, 
don't know if you played uh, Dead Island. The, uh, just maybe an hour. It, it wasn't very interesting. And there was a, like, I don't even remember, third person, but like isometric Dead Island that somebody gave me that I didn't put much time into either. <laughs> Uh, th- that's Dead Island was a game that uh, Legend and I put some time into, maybe like thirty hours ish. We beat the campaign for sure, so at least that, yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember hearing you talk about how <laughs> glitchy and shit it was. But I think the same people that did that did um the other zombie game. Another for one. Dead? No. Oh no no no! This is a more recent one. Dead. I gotta look. Because I've put a lot of hours into it, and it was great. Oh, it's Steam is launching. Huh? On Cena? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, was it was it uh, was it Deep Silver or Techland? Oh, it didn't Deep Silver do the uh, gang gangs. So that, oh, I do have Dead Island. That's not what I'm talking about. Ooh, 58 minutes. <laughs> See, I said about an hour. <laughs> yeah. And look at this one is 12 minutes. That was enough. <laughs> it was enough to let me know it wasn't worth it. How mad does that make you? No, oh, man, it's all good. I enjoyed that game. <laughs> I find it. Were you talking maybe Dying Light? Yes, there it is up there. I have way more hours. That game is on. So, and I think it was the same people. And you know what? It's too bad because with Dead Island, like I was very not motivated to play it. Reclaimer was way more motivated than me. Um, but I'm kind of glad that I got to experience that game. It, oh man. It was the glitches, really, that killed the game for me. I think all of my screenshots in that game, if not all but one, maybe, are screenshots of glitches happening, like zombies falling halfway through the floor or just crazy Remember, things like that. Techland, the... I guess, made it. Yeah, yeah, it was Techland. I said Techland and Deep Silver. Right. I would definitely recommend matter. picking up Dying Light if you haven't. Fantastic, and I think it it has. I know Dead Dying Light has crafting on your weapons, and I think that's something that it brought from Dead Island. Yeah, there was definitely some crafting. You could add a battery and wire to your weapon to make it all electric and stuff. That okay? So De- Dead Island was really cool. Like that, there was some cool crafting. Um, the characters were interesting. And if I if I if unless I was mistaken, it was set in like Hawaii, um, just like, like an that, yeah, just an interesting, really really cool world. Hmm. Sorry, give me. Is it worth going back and playing though? You That's know what? It's worth watching the previews and all of the you know propaganda for the game because those made me fall in love with it before I even played it. I thought they were so cool. I still think they're like. The coolest previews I've ever seen for a game, or teasers, or whatever you want to call them. But yeah. playing the game again, I don't. I don't think so. 
the game was really well thought. Well, I say well thought out, but from 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 a layout and a cosmetic, like it was really cool. They had really great ideas, and when it worked properly, it was a lot of fun. Like I had a great time smashing zombies in the head and trying to run to different places to get um, objectives done. Kind of, it kind of felt like Far Cry Zombies. <laughs> with, with with that kind of like fallout crafting like like as legend was saying with 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 making your gun electric and then they had challenges on top of that like kill 79 zombies with an electric smash to the right leg like it was freaking awesome but the problem was that it was so glitchy you couldn't play it there was this one time uh, legend and i were walking out to this boathouse and we just fell right through the map and then That's it just great. like collapsed the game and it just when things like that happen, it just totally takes away from your experience and, and takes away from you wanting to play. Like, like like you were just saying, I don't even want to play it, in, e- even if it looks so good. So I'm hoping that with the with the Dead Island 2, uh, they're going to be like, oh, let's not repeat what happened. So I, I want to believe that it, it will be really cool, um, but I don't know. Did they just abandon um, fixing it? It was. Yeah. I don't think it was a fixable game, man. <laughs> it was bad. It, I don't like, remember ever having a patch for it. I don't think they did. Yeah, but two two months after Battlefield Four was released, it was it was never going to be a good game. No, it definitely didn't get the attention that Battlefield got in terms of fixing the problem of the game because it took us a while to play it. I think we only played like once or twice a week. And even at that, it wasn't long periods of time because it was just too hard to stay in the game and enjoy it. Yeah, because we would get going, and yeah, I, I don't remember there being much, many patches, and they didn't fix it by the time that we we ended up stopping like at all playing. And I think we returned to it like several months later just to give it a go uh, when we were hanging out one time, and it just it was just bad. But needless to say, I'm really excited. Um, I'll, I don't want to say I'll buy it, but I really, really want to buy it. <laughs> it's really good again. Um, I, that I should be... Well, that's a avoid pre-order kind of thing, right? Yeah, the, the, let's not hardline it. Um, <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> a bad game. No, but spending $150 on a game well, that I've only and put it's like premium, 60 yeah. hours into, like uh, that was a bad idea. No, yeah, we definitely got too excited with that game because we loved Battlefield 4. I think I can say that unanimously for us. I can say it for me for sure. Across the board. Across the board. Everyone loved it. I think we put more hours into Battlefield 4 than we have in the recent years of any other game. Uh, I don't know. Well, because I looked just the other day to see um, how many hours I had and I only have like I wanted to say 560 hours in Battlefield 4. Okay. And I would imagine we're all around this. Give or take. I think... Yeah, probably. For for me, that's like... Probably, other than like Day of Defeat, that's my... That gotta be like my highest... And you know we're racking up a lot of hours in Siege, but that's a game we play like every night of the week. For Battlefield 4, I think... On a period of time, 
is the game that we've played for the longest because we'd play it like maybe once or twice a week, but we still racked up a lot of hours. So that's some commitment to the game right there. Mm-hmm. And we kept playing. Uh, yeah, but com- well, you got to think though. That's five hundred and three hours in- over the course of years now. I probably have only played Battlefield Four once since December since it came out. Right. And that was probably, I think, when we played it, and then we were like, fuck this, let's go back to Siege. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It definitely... Siege... Well, Siege has all the elements that made the most intense moments in Battlefield 4 so enjoyable, where we'd get like great squad play going, great communication, and just overall working as a team. In Siege, you don't have a choice. True. Yeah, if you don't work together, it's it, it's just a nightmare. Like I, I I played a couple rounds without you guys the other day, and when guys aren't using their mics and or just like not listening, like hey, can you just barricade that wall, and then they'll just go off, and you're like, okay, thanks, and then they come come through that wall, and you're like, oh, good. It's it's so so frustrating. Yeah, great. I have 178 hours into siege already. And that's in five months. So, at this pace... 178? That can't be right. 278 sounds more like it. No, it says 178. But that Uh, might only be in PvP. Multiplayer, not counting, you know, Terrace Hunt or the single player. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote. I don't know if you play tracks. Well, Steam does, and you for play, me, I can see 274 for myself. This garbage. You play does have a, a stats feature where yeah, they I do track. I, was, I thought I was Pat for a minute. I have it in Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it's two, 289, so that's almost that's over 100 hours. So 100 hours of that have been single player and terrorist hunting and I don't know, locking things. Trying to connect back with friends once you get a glitch that disconnects you. Yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah. You, you can. Man. <laughs> <laughs> or far the... from perfect game for sure. But honestly, they've they've taken the attention it's needed and given it to it because it it was it had some really bad matchmaking features, but it's really um, it's really come a long way. I I found especially for a Ubisoft game. Well, every week at least they're fixing something that you go, kudos, they fixed that. Still working on balance in the game, which is fine. I mean, you can't really test balance of different guns if you don't have any experience testing those guns. And who better to test it than the players? Yeah, like, I'm not too worried about the matchmaking thing. and I think as long as they can get it so that we can join a match, that's the main concern on my part. And it's gotten a lot better since released. Uh, matchmaking has. Yep. And I've put, a, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what it is about that game. This makes me love it so much. Uh, and I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But I think that it's the team play, and it also reminds me of playing of defeat, realism, where attack, defend, attack, defend. And I loved doing that. And and this is the closest thing to that 
since I quit playing Dave. I I agree, and I think that's exactly what it is. I think I think you nailed it right there. Um, that realism defeat was the only thing I wanted to do when we played that. Like I didn't care about drills. I didn't care about scrimming. I just wanted to play attack, defend, attack, defend. And uh, I think for some of the reasons you mentioned, like it's tactical and I know we called it realism, but because it's realistic, I think that adds so much more to the game. Like, you know, you only have one life. You can't just keep spawning a million times, you know, and, and take the B flag and then, and then jump in a helicopter and fly, fly over to E. Like it's, you really got to be smart with your life and your bullets and, 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 and you got to do your job. Like you got to like thermite that wall, like don't die you know, dicking around at the garage. Right. And there's only five people on your team, not 32. Mm-hmm. So you're or 64, like dickheads right. running around. You're a lot more valuable to the team than it's just one of 17 medics. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I you like know, that. Sorry, you're talking about it personally, like just the things that you have to do, but you also know that your teammates are going to be way more invested in trying to play smart too, which adds to the yeah we're gonna get some really good gameplay going on and regardless if it's well no it's always great when you get a great kill but when you see your teammate getting a great kill this is something that you see you notice and you have to because it's so important to the success of getting that win and it's it it just it it really connects everyone i find like we're all we're, we're on a team and we're just so connected on like what we do and how we move and, and where we go. Cause like you can't just have like five guys running off in like five different directions. Like sometimes I'll run one way and I'll run the other way. I'm like, Oh shit, I got to go with everyone else. Like I can't just run off this one way. I'm going to get like popped easily. And I like the time counter. You only have so much time to do your objective. Cause that's kind of realistic. Like you don't have, okay, we've got a thousand tickets. No problem. Right. Yeah. You don't have all data. Yeah, you get into that room and get the hostage or, you know, whatever it might be. Kill the hostage. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do, really. Like, especially especially when the hostage is asking for it, to be honest. Uh, we were playing a round, uh, well, several rounds the other night. And um, I had been AFK at the beginning, so I got straddled with the recruit. Um, and the team was already in reached the building uh, on the, um, the building that's like the training center. And the hostage yep. is on the third floor in the big room. I caught up to two of them there, and they were shooting at somebody. I could see somebody. I didn't know what mode it was. I pulled the pin on a grenade and was cooking it, and I was like, oh, what mode is this? And I threw the grenade into the room, and I they said hostage. And it was like, uh, well, we're fucked. And sure enough, <laughs> I killed the hostage. <laughs> fantastic so you gotta yeah. kind of pay attention and that, yeah that's another thing too like you can't just like jump in and it'd be like oh it's capture the flat or conquest or or it's uh i don't know what i can't even remember any of the other battlefield <laughs> modes but like the modes matter it's not it's not just whatever yeah it's... going back to what you were saying about the counter too like i love how strategies evolve throughout the game because of that it's such a cool element like i was just walking watching hockey last night and end of the game you're down on points so you pull your goalie and you're uh playing with six players on the ice instead that's like 
I, the only thing I could think of watching that was Rainbow Six. How at the end of the game, it's crunch time. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta try to win, especially if you're attacking and the defense is the hostage or whatever. You've got to kill those two other guys, even if you're alone. You gotta jump in and just do something. Yeah, it's that sense of urgency that really, uh, that really does it. I was, I was trying to think about. I was listening to you talk there, and I was like, "What is it?" And it's that sense of urgency—the sense of urgency that we need to band together and do something. Like the time's ticking down; we got to get in that room and and secure that area. And we don't know where this other dickhead is, but we don't we we don't have time to to sit there and be like, "All right, we'll we'll just send in thirty guys in the back door and we'll hope that works." Meanwhile, if you're already dead, uh, not only can you assist the team still by using cameras if you're on defense or, you know, checking drones if they're still alive. But you're, you're in your head and through the team chat screaming at your teammate, plant the gun, plant, plant the fucking thing already. <laughs> Don't just stand there, go in and plant. And that's, that's actually, that's a great, great point too, is that you're always useful. There's never a time in that game, other than when you're like waiting for the loading screen, that you can't be doing something, which I think is why I love it so much more than Counter-Strike. Because it feels kind of Counter-Strike-y with the whole one death thing and like planting bombs and shit. But I really like that ghosting is almost encouraged uh, to a certain degree. For sure. Well, and you can watch, you know, spectate your your teammate and you might see something that they don't notice because they're looking at the left of their field of view and you see something on the right that they don't see. You can say, hey, on your right or whatever. Yeah. Just the other night when we were playing Bert there, you went in and tried to flank a guy and you got killed. And you're like, he's on your left. No, I was not looking the proper way. So I turned to a wall and went, well, he's he's not in the wall. But <laughs> once I got in the room, you're like, no, he's on the, the room to your left. And I went in and I, I capped the guy and I think we won flawlessly. But I, that's <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I think he had beans for supper or something. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Go. Steak. Dude, he's gonna be all right. Straight meat farts. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus! I hope that doesn't infect the stream. <laughs> it, it's really too bad. Uh, smell of vision didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't pipe that through there somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I could just say, but the last thing about Rainbow Six is that it it also feels really, really good when you ace around. Yeah, you've uh, got at least two under your belt in the last week or so. That's and it's amazing. Like, I'm sure I haven't been there yet. But I'm sure in your shoes, you must feel freaking fantastic doing that. But being in the team of someone who aces and someone who played well, and you were playing with, and they ace, you're like, yeah, I contributed to that. I was, you know, suppressing fire, or I injured the person as well, and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's all yeah. about the team. Yeah, uh, it it's a sweet moment, but yeah, the um and the flanking, you know, when you you get your last two guys and they're stuck in a room and there's three enemies at one door and they're trying to push in or they're starting to push in and one guy f- blows a hole through a wall, flanks them and kills them all three. That's just awesome. yeah, evolving strategies in that game are amazing depending on the kind of defense that you've got going on and the things that you're disposable if you've got explosives or a shotgun or something can go through no, I'm not... it's so cool it's so dynamic 
Yeah, it's it's it. I don't I don't know, Legend, if you ever played the game Breach, but I know Gonna. that Bert and I did. And the idea of that game was that you could like knock out a brick in a wall, and you could kill someone like through it. Cover and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They're and, up there. And, and one of the Medal of Honors had it. I can't remember which one. I can't remember if it was Warfighter or if it was the one before that. But they had destructible well, the cover as well. I didn't play much Warfighter. Oh god. <laughs> no. let's, not, let's not even talk about Warfighter. I yeah, don't. That door is closed over there. Please, thank you. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's it's the ability Three to like piece. just just blow through any wall you need to, and go through that, or, or or shoot someone through that. Like make like a little kill hole. Like it's fantastic. Some of the things that people come up with in this game, like the little kill holes and little little flanky maneuvers There's that people think of. Oh, I love that. It's fantastic. Yeah, in comparison with Battlefield's grandiose levolution and whatever, this feels a lot cooler where you don't have to explode the entire wall, like you said. You can make a little kill hole that people might not notice and get a sneaky kill in. And it's an important kill. And speaking of Battlefield, that's uh, that's the difference to me between oh, no. Bad Company and Battlefield 3 and 4 is, is the way that I could punch a hole through a wall to get away from someone or to someone. And I feel like that's what kind of killed it for me. It's me, it's me, um, it's me. Because I had so much hype going into 3. Yeah, but it, it didn't, you couldn't, in Bad Company 2, you could raise a whole building. Oh, it was To fantastic. the foundation. And then the process, which Mountains I on the stairs. think they patched, you could collapse a building that had an MCOM station in it and destroy the MCOM. Yeah. Yeah, so talking about evolving <clears throat> strategies, oh exactly God, that. Go, you just, you know, you're playing one game mode, but you transform it into something else. That was cool. Yeah. So, um, well, since we're already on Battlefield. the Battlefield. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about Battlefield 5? Or next. I don't know if it's actually 5 yet. That's true. We don't know what it's going to be called. Let's just, let's just call it Battlefield 5, just for namesake. Um, but yeah. Okay. So it's rumored that it's going to be called Battlefield Five, and it's rumored that it's going to be set in World War One. Um, what are your thoughts of that, Bert? Um, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, personally, I would prefer World War Two, but uh, that's good. I, I'm glad to see something going back. It's been a while since we had a decent World War One or Two game. Everything lately has been. Futuristic wall running exosuits and boost jumping with, you know, be nice to go back. I know Battlefield isn't going to include, if they go back, Dice isn't going to include shit that isn't real. The period appropriate weapons and vehicles. I'd be okay with that. I prefer World War II just because, but they've already done that. Um, sorry, just to jump in here real quick is. I like it. I like the idea because there aren't any World War One games, and it'll just be a, like a fresh take. And like you were saying, there won't be fucking modern warfare shit. Like it'll be like a little bit classic. Uh, Legend, what uh, what are you excited for? Well, I totally agree with that. It, th- regardless of what war it is, the fact of having it more real, you know, that's what I like in Battlefield. Is I started Battlefield with Battlefield Two. Then I went to Bad Company 2, 3, 4, and Hardline. And I've got to say, all of the other battlefields, up until Hardline, I loved just because of that feel that it's not a, you know, civil area, and it's not 
Cups versus Rob. Hardline, we started bashing it a little bit earlier, but to me, it's not because it's a bad game that I don't like it. It's because there's that Battlefield title on it, and it tries to be something it's definitely not. It's way more of a COD game, in my opinion, than a Battlefield game. Uh, the fact of having it war, it's you've got a lot of people playing. The maps, even though the maps are big in Hardline, they feel small because it's all urban. In Battlefield, you're playing over, you know, you a map that I hate, but I much prefer um, to Hardline is that, um, what's it called? Silk Road map in Battlefield 4. <laughs> where oh, God. You've got dunes and you're fighting over giant areas of terrain and you can travel it really fast in a whole bunch of different ways. You can go by air, go by land on a motorcycle in a tank. And I don't know. I just love that long range you know, tr- true to the era combat. And that's uh, what Battlefield should be to me. Just yeah. all out war. I can't agree more. Like, it, it's it's having this, like, gigantic map where you have all these little conflicts going on across that aren't really related, but, I mean, they are in the grand scheme of, like, one team versus another. But, yeah, Hardline is, is really compressed because of the lack of vehicles. And I think that's so frustrating playing it is is because everything so, uh, gets so kind of like uh, bogged down in, into one area be- because there's not that mobility to transport you to like different, different worlds in the map. Sure. Because in Silk Road, you start off with like the small dunes, right? You get to the middle, it's kind of flat, and then you get to the hills. And, you, and it's three massively different landscapes, like small dunes, flat, and then gigantic hills like that 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 completely changes everything. I know uh Dust Bowl kind of has like some small hills on one side and then some flat, you know, middle ground where like the hotel is and stuff. But everything kind of seems to be just in a straight line from those hills up to the meth house and it's just that's all you're doing is just straight lining it. If if you're playing like Conquest or uh Hotwire or whatever the hell it's called there. Yeah, that's a great point. I wanted to bring up too is in Hardline compared to, I'll compare it to Bad Company Two and the later Battlefields as well. Um, all of those previous Battlefield games, you're not restricted in going one way. In the Hardline, they're doing it way more COD style, where you're running in a circle around the map, and that's all you can do—a circle and a straight line through and diagonally or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in all the other Battlefields, you can do whatever you want. You can go any direction from where you're standing, anywhere in the map, and it's a valid direction to go in. Yeah, there's like something at every corner, basically. And one of the things, um, touching on Hotwire there, is is not a lot of, like, you don't get a lot of team play with that. I, I haven't found, unless I'm playing with you guys, the other, like, people playing this game, I don't find are very helpful and very strategic. Like, hey, let's get in a car, let's get some repairs going, let's get some guy with a like a, a hand cannon that can shoot some others while we're we're driving around. Like let's 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 try and win this thing. It's more just like hey, I just want to get a good good KDR or some shit like that, or lots of points. Uh, it's kind of the same way in normal Battlefield Two, unless you're if you're playing with randoms. A lot of the time, it's you're in a squad, but everybody's pretty thing. One guy's sitting ten feet out of spawn sniping. Uh, you know, and the rest of them are doing who knows what shit all. They're all at 
different flags. A lot of it. Sometimes you'll get a good squad that works together, but or if you're with people you know. I guess it's 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 that siege is starting to ruin how I <laughs> how I'm gonna be playing games in the future. Well, in Battlefield Four, um, at least I'll stick to a four and hardline comparison. In Battlefield Four, at least you had the option of possibly ending up in a good squad. In hardline, I feel like any squad you join, if it's not with people you know, you're never gonna get coordination. Even though, like the commander option, as well as the uh, squad leader option, both of those in four had the potential of creating a squad that really worked together. But, you know, you steal squad leader in hardline. That's good because you can get someone who's actually trying to be a squad leader. But there's never any communication, I find, between the squad leaders and the squad. And then there's uh, the hacker who takes the commander role who just doesn't... It doesn't help. It doesn't... There's not that same, you know, unifying feel in hardline, I find. Yeah, the hacker is almost, like, useless in the sense that he doesn't control the battlefield like the commander could. You know, like a missile strike could actually do something. And it seems like in one of the earlier battlefields where they still had the commander, they ditched it in three. It wasn't in bad company. But it was a person on the field that you could go kill, and then they would be out of that role until they were able to get back to it. Instead of some guy taking a shit and he's on his iPad, you know, so you could <laughs> you could take down the enemy commander and seriously cripple the. Oh, that's yeah, that a, sounds pretty cool. That, that's almost um, see. I never I didn't start until Bad Company Two, and so that reminds me of those little helicopter stations you could fly. <laughs> the UCAV or whatever. Yeah. The UAVs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, and it makes me think of like they sort of brought that idea of. Uh, and it's not really commander, but you know the heroes and in, in uh, what's the name of the name? In the Star Wars game. Oh, Battlefront. There you go. Yeah, how you've got like you work up to the role, and then you're important to the team for a while. Yeah, yeah, over a super overpowered guy, but you know, time based. They're all the whole mat, and that's a game that just. Yeah, uh, died rapidly on PC. I think. Yeah, that was uh, it was seriously disappointing. I don't think it. I think people expected it to be Battlefield, and it just. I don't think it was designed to be that way. And it's great that they didn't name it Battlefield Star Wars because <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't end up being that great. Now, would you prefer? That it, w- it was announced that it's Battlefield Five or Next, or whatever they decide to call it, or would you prefer them to say our next Battlefield game will be Bad Company Three? Well, it depends. If they're going to do Bad Company Three like they did Two and keep kind of the same kind of feel and elements, that would be fucking fantastic. Like that would be amazing. Because it's been it's been a bit like it's been what like. Six years, yeah, yeah, something. So I, I, I'd be okay with that. And you know what? The bad company games they hold the battlefield name, and I feel like they 
do them justice as well. So regardless if it's Battlefield 5 or Battlefield Bad Company 3 or even just a single standalone Bad Company 3, I'm fine with it as long as if you've got any of the names I just mentioned, you do justice to the rest of the franchise. Well, Bad Company 2 is the one that introduced Rush to the series. And, and that carried into Battlefield 3 and 4. And yeah, and probably Rush is a really game. fun game mode. Yes, some people like it more than others. <laughs> yeah. For sure. People For are sure. the worst. I remember back, I had a lot of fun in Bad Company. From, you know, throwing C4 on my own MCOM that I'm trying to defend to destroy it mess with the team to you know destroying whole buildings and sniping each other and uh this the level designs were fantastic so if they could keep that in the next bag company pre-order yeah that's one of the rare times that it's justifiable for sure especially because you know They've gotten a lot of flack over the last two Battlefield games, at least, uh, where people just go, it's not good. You're not doing it right. And so they already know that there's something to change and they want to go back to those roots. So if they name something Bad Company 3, I'm expecting them to have, you know, done a really good job at trying to communicate. They've probably even released some kind of free alpha to premium users of, you know, Battlefield 4 because they'd have to skip hardline if they want to get a real battlefield feel um, to just get some kind of idea of what can they do to really satisfy the gamers. Cause like if they release a bad company three, it's going to be for the gamers. It's not just going to be for greed and money because they're going to ruin their franchise. If they do that, I feel like they will get that if they put the effort into the game. And just a quick thing on battlefront uh, currently online players are 2,700. And in comparison to Battlefield 4, where they peaked at like 27,000 and a low of 10,000 in the last three days. Wow. Yeah. So, like, that just shows if they do, like, that's how much better Battlefield 4 was than Battlefield 3. So if they can make the next game better than Battlefield 4, they don't have to, like try as hard to sell it, it'll sell itself. Because it's all about the quality. Like, if you have a good quality product, it's going to sell. Right, definitely. It's, I don't know, sometimes they make a game well, like, well to the design, but it just wasn't what the gamers were expecting, which kind of sucks. Like, I've got to admit that Hardline looks good. Like, you play it, it's not riddled with bugs you're not getting disconnected constantly the browser the way it works it makes sense and you can join a match no problem you can form a squad it's just not the game that i thought it was going to be so i don't like it right so then when you see something like this talking about another bad company game you hear people from dice saying you know there's a demand for it but Basically, we don't understand why people like it so much. <laughs> exactly. So frustrating. It's frustrating. It's scary. But also, you got to say, like, okay, well, if 
I don't know, try to put yourself in the developer's shoes. I don't know, or the designer, I guess, his shoes. It's hard to do, but at the same time, like, what do you do? You just re-release the same game with a little bit extra DLC and call it a new game? No, no I, I would say start with Bad Company 2. Start with that base. Start with everything that is Bad Company 2. And then see what you can improve upon. You know, have I'd have people play it and then and then talk to them about it like right afterwards and, and get their direct feedback right there, and, and try and try and build it from there and get a get a good variety of people so you get a lot of different unique feedbacks on on what they like. So you know, get people who really love Rush, get people who really love Conquest, get people who like to snipe, get people who like to be the medic. You know, get get all the different assets of the game and try and figure out what people really like, what people don't like, and then. Once you have that kind of list, you can kind of take a direction from there. Makes sense. It's uh, it's just I feel like they just need to, like, it clearly looks like they haven't done any analyzing. So clearly they need to, like, do more analyzing and, and talk to more people. Talk to your fans. Like, that's, that's like, for me, when I'm at work, I have, to, I have to talk to people so I know what my store has to carry for it to sell. If no one's buying chicken wings, well, I'm not going to carry chicken these chicken wings anymore. I'm, I'm going to talk to the people and see what they'd rather have. And if if they want, I don't know, pea bacon, I'm going to start carrying pea bacon. You got to you got to you got to talk to your audience. You got to know your know your audience. Nobody doesn't want chicken. <laughs> By the way, no, uh, there's. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know what pea bacon is. Given the option. Uh, wings or uh no it's just a a, a generic brand of of uh, uh chicken wings just battered no uh no flavor no flavor Ugh. yeah yeah Good and bacon. for like 10 bucks too female bacon i guess would be like canadian bacon quote unquote so ham yeah, <laughs> kind of some people love it. It's not. It's all right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's let's get to what we've all been waiting for. It's probably like on the edge of his seat for. Um, this is for you, Bert. Oh. oh, you mean Black Ops Two? <laughs> I think that. Already oh, came you, out. I'm sorry. Advanced Warfare. No, Advanced Warfare it, Two. It's funny because I'm wearing my my Call of Duty Advanced Warfare T-shirt. Funnier is that I actually own one of those. <laughs> for the record, it, someone got it for me, so it's not like I went out and bought it myself. All right, but um, uh, I gotta say they they got an uphill battle <laughs> because since the first one was released we've now had advanced warfare which was the same thing without the the mechs um and as far as and so and then black ops 2 so while running boost jumping exosuits isn't new anymore i feel like black ops 2 did it better than titanfall so what what are they you got black ops 3 yeah oh that's what i'm talking about is it three now whatever yes sorry um, so what are they going to do? What's next? I get Titans. That's not new. Are the Titans going to wall run? I don't know. Well, I don't know what they're going to do. 
Sorry, you got to think like right off the bat, there were people who didn't like Titanfall, and then throughout the life of the game, more people started hating it, and you got to wonder why that is. And so I was thinking of that again today, and I'm thinking, okay, well, there's two points that I came up with. First one is that to me, I found it was a really cool game, and from the time that I saw it at EA, I'm like, yeah, that looks like it's going to be real fun. Like, you get to play in a Transformer. What's not cool about that? But uh, there's, it's not similar enough to other games. Like, with your guns, they added customization where they tried to be similar, but the customization was really minute. Like, you could add a scope, or you could silence it, or something like that. And then having such a, just a, like, handful of guns and customizations that you could do to those guns made it so that there was a clear imbalance in some things so you know you had like the tryhards who would use there was like the smart pistol the dmr and the one assault rifle and if you're not using one of those guns you're not going to be able to play as well as someone else even on your own skill level just because the balance wasn't good between them So that was the first point. And then the second point was that there was a clear skill gap. So you take the unbalanced guns and then you give them to the really good players who are really good at, you know, adapting. So the whole point of Titanfall is that it adds both verticality and adapting combat. So you've got to change your strategy from fighting a pilot to fighting a Titan. Um, So the really good players, you know, shine in that because they're level 10 skill on everything. Whereas someone who's only good at fighting pilots, only good at fighting Titans, or, you know, who's a mediocre player, they're just not going to be able to perform or gain experience in the game because they're getting stomped on. But for the people who are good at it, it was a fucking great game. Well, you kill the community Why? that way. And yeah, why? Because so, the people, sure, you get... The mediocre guys... And, or the really bad guys, after being stomped by, you know, good people, are going to quit. They're going to walk away from it. And that could be half of your player base right there, gone. And they'll never come back because why do I want to go into this game and just get shit all over? It's frustrating. And it's yeah. such a small pool of people playing, you're never in a match with more or less equal players. There's always a good amount of people that are you know, whatever, master prestige and mm-hmm. too good, and then dickheads with pistols that aim for them and shit like that. Yeah, this, what it, makes it good to you compared to Black Ops 3? You know, no, it, for me, take away the Titan, but... Okay, well, if you take away the Titan, that's a lot of it right there, because having the ability to go from this little guy running around into this giant mech like that is so freaking cool that i like that sci-fi like orgasm right there that's amazing that is unreal like that to be able to switch combat modes like that like that's like you you, i can't find that anywhere else like i can't find like you know you jump in a tank in battlefield and it's a tank you're you're a lot slower and 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 you can't look as quickly like in a titan like you can get a strider titan and and you're fucking speedy as shit and you look around you're you're aiming and you're stomping and punching people ripping other fuckheads out of titans like it's great and that's and that's that's one of the big things then the other thing is being i know that running on walls has kind of been done 
I get that. But I think Titanfall did it the best. I don't think anyone has come close to matching the way that you can run on walls and be able to gain momentum and move across buildings or even the map itself like you could with Titanfall. I also really liked that being able to run on walls and hide on buildings adds a whole new strategic element. It now raises the ceiling of where enemies can be and what they can do. Just being able to like hold on walls and be able to hold on walls for like extended periods of time without like slipping or falling. I think that really adds to it. Also, um, a really cool feature is the grunts and it lets, I know it, it's, it's not a great tool, but it's really cool to let like, Hey, I need a couple extra, like, uh, kills here to like boost my Titanfall time. So you know you pop a couple of grunts here, help out the team a bit if you're playing like attrition, and then ooh great my Titan's gonna come a lot faster. Like it's makes it a little bit easier than trying to find another pilot. Uh, sometimes if the maps are really big or you don't have a full team, I don't know those those three things to me make the game so much more unique and so much more fun than anything else, any other game. Hmm. I, I, but I totally agree with you, and 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 that's what fucking that's why I I also hate the game is that the good players are so much better than like for every good player, all, there's like I don't know like ten or twenty shitty players. It, well, shitty, not as skilled, and and it really drains the community because I I get it I, like. I can go and dominate a whole bunch of people. And I'm like, yeah, man, that was great. And they're probably like, man, this fucking sucks. And then I'll go and then get dominated by like one of the diamond guys. And it's like, it just, it just fucking crushes you. Like, cause there is such a disparity in skill um, that it, it really creates um, such a, such a, such a problem and such a, um, a hateful, vibe towards the game that that i really in my heart love so much and so it's really frustrating to see it like the the community gets shut down when i know it, it can be such a great game so yeah, i think what the game really needs is balance in the gun and well no what it needed was balance in the gun uh guns um and just to you know mitigate that skill gap because now with that skill gap and people who are aware of that skill gap and talk about it, it's going to make for sure Titanfall two not as popular as Titanfall as when it was released. So like you were reading the stats earlier, I don't have the stats up right now, but I can't imagine a lot of people are playing Titanfall two. And that came out after battlefield four. And I'm sure that there's still, if not double quadruple the people playing battlefield four than Titanfall. So would you rather see um, a game like Titanfall's weapon choices where you have maybe, what, 10 weapons you can choose from with various different attachments versus something like Battlefield where you have like 75 different weapons to choose from and, you know, hundreds of different attachments from different kinds of grips to laser sight, range finders, different scopes, you know, which would you rather have? Or something in the middle, maybe. I don't know. I really like Battlefield 4 for its over-customization. Now, I call it over-customization just to really get the point across that it was, like, amazing, all the shit you could customize. Like, that was really freaking cool. 
Um, and I really, really like that about uh, actually that's one thing in Siege that I'm a little disappointed in, but the the pros in Siege like destroy it, so I don't even think about it. But Battlefield was really great at customizing your scopes and yeah, all the grips and all the different things, and you could see in real time the stats that it would change. Why I didn't care for it so much in Titanfall is because that wasn't so much the game. Like my, it was almost like a race to get to your Titan, and I thought that was so much fun, like just doing that. Um, but I didn't mind the the few guns that it had, they they were enough of a range for me that I, I found what I liked and I just kind of played around that. But I, what I liked too is the challenges that made you use the other guns. So you got kind of, kind of a sense of everything. I don't know, it didn't bother me in that game too much not having like crazy amounts of customization. But I do really liked it in, in Battlefield and I would I would really hope to see it in, in the future Battlefields is, is extreme customization. Well, it's been in at least since Bad Company Two. They have lots of customers. I don't think that'll go away. Um, no. Although, if they're going backwards to World War One or even Two, your weapon pool is much limited. There just weren't that many guns back then. Uh, but it's Titanfall. You get ten guns, and I think. Maybe you just can't find one that you like. So you kind of have to make do with this shotgun or the shittiest DMR as the least of all evils, I guess. Maybe yeah, you should know add more guns. Uh, I agree with the fact of, you know, meeting somewhere in the middle. Uh, Pat, or Reclaimer brought up the siege aspect where Siege doesn't have a lot of customization, and for each operator, you have a select few guns. But the things that you do to your gun affect it, and you can you sort of can tell by the bullet spreadsheet how it's going to affect your gun. And you know, if you put a silencer on, what kind of effect it will have. Your bullets will, you know, fall more centered on your scope. It's going to cause less damage, and you're going to be able to be more sneaky. So, and in that, it has a huge impact on the game. Whereas, if you're putting a hollow scope or a um, or a fl- reflex scope on a gun in Titanfall, it's not going to change the game at all because it's you know you don't care about what's in your scope. You shoot and your bullets travel in a straight line anyway that come out of your eyes. So it, it it's really important what kind of customization you put in Titanfall and. Like you said, maybe you've got a DM. You want to use a DMR, but you can't find one that you like in Titanfall. Have the attachments or the customization that you can do to the very few or even single DMR in that game. Be things that make it custom to you. Like maybe you can transform it into a slightly burst fire DMR, or you know, add a whole bunch of recoil by whatever. It's you know the important customization so that every player can sort of get a feel for what they like. Yeah, it, I mean, stepping away from it and, uh, and you know, not being so in love with it, yes, Titanfall definitely needed some more guns, definitely needed some better customization, and I think that would have brought maybe balance to the Force. I don't know. I don't know what would have and what would have. I, I can't... I, I'd have to, like, think more about it. 
but I hope that that they address that in the next one. And I'm I'm sure that they will. And also, I think because they, they talked a lot about you know, um, like they like everyone. It's pretty obvious that the the servers died quickly, like like really. Quickly. Um, and you know, there was a number of different like like things that we all talked about. So I, I'm assuming that they're going to address trying to make the longevity of the game, you know, extend past a few months. Because I think it can be a really great game. And I think because running and the uniqueness of being able to climb on top of buildings and basically go anywhere and having the Titans, like, such a dynamic, like, element to this, this whole world... I think it can be a really great game, but I think they need to add some of the changes that that bring balance. And if, if that might be, that might be, you know, getting some different weapon spreads of, of you know, maybe like two DMRs, or or, or maybe you know, maybe a, a couple of shotguns instead of just one like auto shoddy. You know, maybe like a nice, I don't know, pump back. I don't know. I'm just just throwing these things out here. But uh, smart pistol. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like the smart pistol. It's kind of, it's kind of unique, and uh, you know, I love taking down a guy who has one. It's, it's freaking awesome. Or, or using it myself and getting, getting, getting people all, all riled up. It's either way. It's, it's, uh, it's a unique weapon, and and I, and then that's one thing that's really cool is, is there's not a lot of games that I can think of that have something like that. And that, again, that that's pretty cool because it's, it's really cool. You can shoot like Titan missiles out of the sky. You can shoot enemy grenades that are coming at you that's freaking awesome like you know how many other games can do that none of them yeah like that, that that's that's why it's really cool like it you know for being a future game it, it's got some pretty futuristic stuff like i like i, I like that that smart pistol and I, I know it gets shut down as being like a a noob uh, a, a noob pistol but i don't know it's kind of fun Basically, all in all, there's there's a lots of a lot of things to look forward to, um, you know, especially because they're gonna make a second one, so you know that they're gonna try and do some new shit, and they're gonna try and uh, try and make it a better game overall. So whatever they do, I'm just I'm really excited. Yeah, they definitely need to do something different. I I can see them like kind of keeping some same elements, but but moving on and doing some some new things, you know, to to try and probably you know extend that life. So, you know, there's a lot of cool games coming out. Um, I mean, those are just some of the like the top ones, but uh, I think we covered a bit. Uh, I think I think basically we can take away how much we like Rainbow Six Siege and Bad Company too. Uh, that's that's what I got out of this for sure. <laughs> um, Those first-person multiplayer shooter games. I guess it depends on how you make them, but some of them can be real great. Some yeah. of them they just not for us, I guess. Um, do you guys any final words, Bert? Uh, no. <laughs> Fantastic. Rule 34. Awesome. Thank, that's very helpful. Um, 
I had a great time chatting with you guys. That was a lot of fun. I hope uh, everyone listening and watching along had a good time too. Um, I think we'll see you guys in a week. Uh, have a good night. Peace.